Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a new story about your world. On the podcast today, we have members of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. We'll get to know two members of the DC chapter, Sister Chiquitita and Sister Vagine to Hug and Kiss. These Latinx sisters belong to a leading-edge order of queer nuns who have taken a vow to work on community service, support ministry and outreach to those on the edges, and promote human rights, respect for diversity, and spiritual enlightenment. Thank you for following The Jesse Garcia Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. Attention Latinx youth and parents of Latinx youth. The Hispanic Heritage Foundation seeks applicants for its annual Youth Award Scholarships, which recognizes Latinx high school seniors who excel in the classroom and community. Awards are given in each category, business and entrepreneurship, community service, education, healthcare and science, media and entertainment, and technology and engineering. If you live in the following regions of Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, Northern California, Phoenix, Puerto Rico, and Washington, D.C., apply today. Applicants must be of Hispanic heritage, have at least a 3.0 GPA on a 4.0 scale, graduating from high school in the spring of 2020, and must be a U.S. citizen, permanent resident, or qualify under DACA. Deadline to apply is October 15, 2019, so hurry up and visit hispanicheritage.org for more information. Picture it. 1979. A counterculture group of queer people in San Francisco decided to jolt the system and create a new organization, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. These fearless queers would not only stand out, but stand up to injustice and inhumanity in the world. As history, I'm sorry, sistery goes, this order of postmodern nuns became dedicated to enacting universal joy and ridding society of guilt. While many in the LGBTQ community were perplexed and entertained by members in white face makeup and campy take on nun habit wear, the sisters were also busy helping the most vulnerable at the time, raising money during the AIDS crisis in the 80s and raising awareness about safer sex. You will often see these unique sisters at queer events, bars, parades, and protests, attracting attention with their grand costumes and over-the-top makeup that is part social commentary and part performance art. Congregations are found in every major city, including Washington, D.C., which started a chapter in 2013. Today, we'll talk to two Latinx nuns who took on the habit, so to speak, to help out their community, not with thoughts or prayers, but with volunteering and philanthropic work in the most vulnerable populations. I want to welcome to the show the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, DC chapter. We got on the show today Sister Vagine to hug and kiss and Sister Chiquitita. Welcome. Thank you. Gracias. And hello. I am, I was talking to you 
uh, uh, prior to the interview about the mystery behind the order. I remember watching the sisters cross the street in Dallas, Texas, where I used to live. They're in their full garb. And I wondered, who are these people who are dressed up? It's not even Halloween. And they had this <laughs> mysterious makeup and these men in full-grown beards. I mean, are they trying to do drag? Is it performance art? What is it? What is this order? Tell us today. So um, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is a order of queer nuns. Um, we were started in the 1970s during the midst of the, um, the well, the advent of the AIDS epidemic mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Um, and we since then have grown, I think the original manifestation was what, seven people, something like that. It was less than a dozen. And uh, now we are worldwide. Um, we have chapters, obviously, in the United States. Um, our primary house is in San Francisco, with chapters in D.C., Boston, uh, with missions in New York, all over Texas, like you were saying, in Dallas, um, San Antonio. Um, we have um, at least, I think they're a fully pre- professed house. There's at least a mission in. Uh, in Honduras, Colombia, Venezuela, um, Mexico, the Ciudad de Mexico, and you know, just worldwide, all over. Worldwide, and in Latin America, that's just amazing. Yeah, I was about to say because both of you, I've seen photos of you all. You all are very elaborate when you're dressed up. <laughs> How long does that transformation take from like going from your secular lives to becoming a nun? Um, well, you're you're actually in face tonight, Virginia, so that you can speak from recent experience. <laughs> I but, um, but I cheat a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah, she cheats. But how long does it take? I have to give it two hours, and even after two hours, um, I'm running late. I'm not finished. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm running around the house, and I'm not even dressed. But it's it's a large process. Just the physical part of of doing the makeup, not to mention you know getting ready to be that persona that's a sister that's ready to listen to people and help them um and it's more than just the makeup but but once that's on um it it gives you the vehicle to start Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to to be that person and do you plan these outfits ahead of time like do you have a vision like oh this is how i want to dress that night there there are sisters who have a go-to look who have a, a definite face that that works for them and, it, and it, it's their persona it's their look and and they will do that every day it might be you know blue or purple but uh and there's some that are like the same shade like every single time yeah. they go out um i'm an experimenter and and i try to do something different something horrible something maybe fabulous something that's a mistake that might just be a surprise um so i try to vary it up and and then the fun thing is I learned that I, when I'm taking my makeup off, I actually collect a little, I call it a shroud. I take the wet wipe and cover my face, and it makes an image of the face, just, and it's a like ghost. And I famous one from Jesus Christ. <laughs> you have the same effect going on every night when you remove your makeup. I love it. You the shroud this. of the beltway. <laughs> For me, um, I... So it, I don't have like a set look. I tend to, so I'm, I'm the first 
female member of our house mm-hmm. um, in DC. There are female uh, abbesses and members all over the world. Now, I was surprised when you walked in. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they have a gender. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Different genders in this. People who were cis and people who were transgendered members all, all over. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to go more towards either a very girly looks, sort of very feminine looks. I'm, I'm a tomboy, really, in my secular <laughs> life. So, like, it gives me an excuse to, like, put on, you know, my heels and a falda and, like, you know, get cute. Um, but outside of that, I don't really have a set look. For me, it doesn't take... It took me a long time to learn how to put my face on. Mm-hmm. But because, I mean, in my secular life, I put makeup on every day. Yeah. So, I... I and when I say, like I said earlier, I, I cheat a little bit. There's a, a process by which Cheeky and, and most of the other sisters go through where they put clown white on. And that's a layering process. Like, yes. it's, it's intense. Like you It's intense and face. it captures the attention of people yeah. that are not used to you. And they look at you like, what is this, Kabuki right. theater or okay. something? Yeah. yeah. Some of it, it's based on mime and kabuki. There's some some um, heritage to kabuki in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I use <laughs> I use white foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I can't get the clown white to work with me. So yeah. there is some individuality in, in like, you there, there's no tried and true, like, you must do it this way. We have a sister who only manifests in what we call mish face, which is no makeup. Oh, wow. None. They actively choose, you know, once they received, right, once they received their full ordainment in the order, they decided, and my, my protest is going to be not to wear any makeup. I love that, that there's there's a process to this. You yeah. just don't sign up. Tell us about that process. How does it start? So I joined the order with the other original members of the, of the D.C. house, um, about back in 2013 we started the house and I found I'd known about the order through actually through my husband he had um, gotten to know the Boston he went to school in Boston Mm -hmm. and knew about the sisters from from his time there Mm -hmm. Um, and I I had always wanted to experiment with 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 drag Mm -hmm. um, but never really knew how to like drag king never really spoke to me yeah um, I always felt a little bit cheating if I tried drag cleaning. So yeah. like this gave me an opportunity to explore that aspect of performance, but also to be able to speak with really like a very powerful and, and, and worldwide social, voice of, of social, social comment, justice. Yeah, yeah, social justice commentary. Yeah, exactly. Our our mission is to promulgate joy and um and, and, and get rid of stigma. Right. To yeah. destigmatize everything it is to be a person, whether you're gay, straight, lesbian, transgendered, cisgendered, gender fluid, Latinx, you know, doesn't matter. We're, we are here to promulgate joy and we are here to be joyful and happy, but also be forces of change. And the mission of that just really spoke to me. Um, so I don't know what what got you to the order. Chicken? So it's 2013. Y'all formed this new chapter. How did how did how did that start up? Do you, do you know the history? Yeah, I only go back a year. So, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I can only talk about my process. Oh, what was the process? Um, talk about your process. I, I mean, this is a group that, you know, you, you really want to be committed and serious about. You, um, you know, there's some hurdles and some investments just um, basically getting your makeup and getting your your outfits and all that. Um, but, but that's relatively minor compared to having the right attitude. So we want to make sure that people 
you know, that come to us are, are really serious and, and, and they're are, committed. Are gonna be committed. So so being like that, it's part fraternity, you know, oh there will be hazing. Well it's it's fun. It's not like wild or anything. It's part sorority, it's part convent, it's part crazy, it's part drag troop. Um, so all of these things, you know, there's a process that took me over a year and like most sisters um, takes about that long to to go through different levels just like you do joining joining um, you know a, a serious convent is that you, you know you have to show your devotion and your commitment to the mm-hmm. calling um, and part of that's also developing your your sister persona mm-hmm. having a, an older uh, sister to guide you as a big sister or mother as some houses call them um, and um, so there's there's levels that you go through and and it takes time to really figure it out so you you really want to slow it down and do the process and and just show up for you know a little bit and see if this is right for you um and then start you know um you showing up but not in face and and there's a process where you you know you can't speak you just you know you might be just listen you might be the silent person in the background but Mm -hmm. but slowly you know you 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 earn your rights (laughs) and um and everybody does a project in this house um, before you can come fully profess, so that's it's a very like big, almost a coming of age kind of thing, and it's a big it's a big occasion for for most sisters to mm-hmm. to attain that status. And and once you reach that level, you know it's you get a level of respect um, from all the sisters, and you've kind of proven yourself that you you can do you can take on a project, you can network, you can you know make a difference in your community. Um, so so that's a big um, hurdle to overcome. So you get to work on social justice issues. What are some that are important to you guys, personally? Uh, all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think the ones that you know they kind of they, they come and go. Um, they don't come and go. They sort of you know se apuran y se calman. But for me, the ones that I think are are most important to keep our eyes on. Um, from from a sister's perspective and, and from Latinx perspective is first and foremost obviously the atrocities on the border um, yes. I because I speak Spanish uh, natively um, I, I try to volunteer time as a translator and, and help people who, who otherwise would not be able to, to to represent themselves not as a lawyer I'm not a lawyer mm, no but um, to be able to help you know, facilitate communication um, and because it's just we, as a country, we should know better. Yes. Um, and and as neighbors, we should just stop being jerks. Um, I'd say other words, but I don't know what the rating on this podcast <laughs> is. Uh, the other one is is for me the 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 need to protect LGBT kids that are that are coming up. Yes. Um, you know, with uh, you know, with, with, with not only just protecting them, but being able to facilitate dialogue that makes coming out almost a non-thing like for me i live for the day that you, it's not a quince, it's not a weird quinceanera to come out right <laughs> like it's it's just okay you're gay well, yeah whatever um make it normal yeah exactly normalizing it for everybody that that i think everything else kind of filters into those two ones for 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 me how about you, Chiquitita? Um, well, I mean, here we are in Washington, D.C., so we, we get a lot of attention. And, and so our house, we feel like, yeah, we have to step up. We have to show up. And we're going to be in the press. We're going to be on the media. We're going to be covered by um, international uh, stations. So 
we're, we're willing to, to stand up for that, you know, because we believe in, in all these causes. And um, so we're, we're not afraid to to get up and get out and, and be in people's faces. I mean, we don't confront people because, as, as Sister Vagine said, our mission is to bring joy. So uh, when we show up, we're, we're not confrontational. We are we are bringing joy in our own way. We're supporting the people who um, are fighting on this, you know, or at the street level to, to protect right. um, people's rights. Um, so we will, we will do th- our, our things in a joyful way and help build the community and help show support to, um, I've seen to you organizations. Guys, all of you, all the sisters in front of the White House at the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. y'all have been very visible supporting the movements, especially when we've been protesting over trans rights being attacked. That's right. You guys have been there. And Absolutely. I really appreciate y'all showing up and supporting the community now i gotta know uh, both of you have latinx backgrounds were you all religious growing up did you encounter sisters Uh, in your education or so (laughs) i went to elementary school with spanish nuns in mexico oh okay (laughs) so that's a baseline right there that we could my my dad's irish american my Uh mom's colombian I was raised for a large majority of my youth in Mexico. So, yeah. Catolica, Apostolica. <laughs> like, I have a Medal of the Virgin of Guadalupe that I wear every day. I was absolutely raised Catholic. Um, I, I actually, and it's a, it's a long conversation, but um, I broke up with the church because I had an openly yes. homophobic priest preaching. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Um, so, culturally, yes, absolutely. Catholic. Do you, um, do you, did, did you love the nuns? Did they? Did you fear no, the nuns? No, I did. No, I I feared them. They were a source of authority. Uh-huh. Um, I I was actually very drawn to them as maternal figures. Uh-huh. Um, I think one of the things you know, there's 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 some dialogue around whether or not we're blasphemous as an order, um, and and I wholeheartedly say that we're not mm-hmm. nuns. You know, in 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 any faith, right? Are those that, like Chiki was saying, out at the street level, like supporting the cause, bringing supporting joy. the community, bringing joy, bringing comfort, and bringing a voice to those that need it. Um, and in that, you know, we're we're absolutely nuns. Are we celibate? No. <laughs> sin, sin. Right. Um, you know, sin seriously is the signature of one of our sisters. And um, but it's it's also you know. I think of Madre Angeles a lot when I when I that's one of the nuns um, when when I've gotten into into my habit into my drag because of just the power that this woman exuded. I mean that she in her pinky finger like exactly. Um, they tend to be to me. I have a beautiful. I went to Catholic universities, hmm. and they were the ones that were just so interested in the social justice aspect of the yeah. church. It's like they show me the good parts of the church yeah. while the male figures were the ones that were always talking about abortion anti-gay stuff and i'm just like i wish the women ran the church it'd be a better church how was what was your experience yeah (laughs) what's funny is hearing hearing your background is i'm the i'm i'm the exact compliment my father's colombian and my mother irish italian so (laughs) you know both were catholic and and raised us catholic um and I went to, you know, Spanish mass in Bogota mm-hmm. and in, in Quito. Um, so, but for me, like the, the religion is also mixed up with my 
with my Spanish, you know, it's all in my head is like, this is part of my, my Spanish up, upbringing. So I go to that to, to connect to, to that part of my culture, mm-hmm. even though, um, like, you, you know, like as it was brought up before, like, yeah, I think I had a fear, more, more of a fear than any, than a respect. Um, for for those people, um, and and um, but it did it did leave me with the the, the desire to to do service work, mm-hmm. um, like you were saying. Is um, so I, I think that's that's what got in my under my head was like you know I've, I've always been wanting to look for volunteer opportunities mm-hmm. and, and ways to serve the community. So for me, like being with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Is, is like the way to do that with a very queer flair yes. and you know it's social activism it's also you know fun so uh, that was that was going to be one of my questions do you consider yourself a dractivist drag activist uh, or a, a social commentator oh Cheeky is a very drag activist for yeah, sure yeah yeah she is <laughs> <laughs> Jean agrees that she is also uh, and tell us about that well I mean um as as was talked about, the political climate that that came about recently, you know, was a calling of action for a lot of us to like, you know, it's no longer time to be complacent, um, it's no longer time to 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 hide and be in the shadows or be even in the closet. It's time now to be as loud as we can be, and and we're going to be, you know, that that beacon for for other people, for younger people, for people who who, who fear like who feel like. You know, for one reason, they, they can't be their true selves. So we're going to be l- loud enough and bright enough and, and gay That's enough. That's what I was about to say. For them. You guys are going to be effective because when you go protest, it ain't just you holding signs. It's you in full, bright oh, regalia yeah. that attracts attention. So you suck up all the energy when you go to a protest. <laughs> Because of the visuals, yeah, I, I love that. And and out of face, like I wouldn't do that, <laughs> you know. So there's still this conflict where you know, like little normal secular me wouldn't necessarily do that. But but put on my face, put on my heels, put oh, on my makeup. Now. I, I, I so that's a superpower. And you can get up there and you can be in front of the crowd or on a stage or something and and encourage people and and um, be bigger than life. And 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 it's a it's a powerful feeling. And mm-hmm. uh, fortunately, it's not like my permanent one i get to rest from it right. but but when you know when you put that on and and it's it's ironic because you know like i'm i'm looking vulnerable in a sense you know but i'm more powerful mm-hmm. um with than, all than that I would makeup have been. on oh absolutely i i i secular me so huh i would i i i would i've been known to get um aggressive in my opinion <laughs> in secular life um, but in in doing this kind of work with the sisters it forces me to to take it from a different perspective and I think that's the case for a lot of us whatever our secular point of view would be but for me it forces me to be a force of, of joy and put my anger aside and um, be almost able to consider the other side from a completely different point of view um, you know, recently we we were asked to participate with and Chiki and another one of our sisters, Soyuna, put together the the, the contact with um, was it All Out DC, who staged the counter protest to the recent um, free speech rally thing that happened down on the mall, the Proud Boys, and uh, one of the groups that asked us to come and and represent them is a group of of anarchists mm-hmm. and. 
we said, okay, yes, absolutely, we'll back you up because that's not okay. Yeah. Um, and we're going to take that stance. But we're only going to do it in joy, right? We're, we're here as a force of good. We're here as a force of peace, as a force of comfort. And it ended up, we ended up being sort of this group of, you know, painted face people with big, you know, headdresses and bright colors. I, brought, I wore a bright yellow dress. Like, that was crazy. You were wearing this sort of, you know, multicolored retro looking like we we were there to be noticed and what we did was end up being exactly what you were describing like sucking all the energy away from, from and the calming negativity the situation and calming the situation because you have the proud boys that are very yeah. very right wing yeah and scary yeah within their actions and, their, and, and their, they and came to us in, out of almost a sense of curiosity like they didn't mm-hmm. know what it was like is it ultimate white face from their <laughs> perspective we're like no no see here's what we are and it, I, I had conversations that day with people that I otherwise would never have had conversations with. Yeah. Either because as my secular self, I'd be too interested, and I'm not like an, an active or professed member of Antifa, but I'd be way willing to put, you know, my shit kickers on and like, yeah. not look for a fight, but not fight yeah. the fight off either. <laughs> um, so I think that is absolutely like dragtivism and, and being, and also some social commentary as well. Um, there's... Like I, I said earlier, there's there's a lot of there, there's a lot of power. There's a lot of um, sisterhood, for lack of a better term, right? Pardon the pun, but there's a lot of sisterhood with our other houses when we all come together to, you know, to 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 march on a cause, to be present for a community, um, and I think that's a huge driving force for so many of us. And, and the same week that we had that action, it's funny because it was also around the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And so some oh, of us yeah. some of us showed up in Sister Face at the National Mall uh, where the crowds were gathering for the fireworks and this whole sort of nationalistic um, display. Um, and we, we, we decided, well, America is coming here and, and they think that, um, oh, everybody's like just normal plain America, you know, like... They have this perception that that queer people don't fit and aren't aren't somehow American, you know, and and don't don't fit in their version of Fourth of July. And we're like, you're about to prove them wrong. Yeah, we're like, we're here, and and us being here means, hey, you lesbians, like, come on down, mm-hmm. you know, it's Fourth of July, hold your hands, like for you know, be yourselves. Don't try to just like everybody just else. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know. We don't just have to show up at rallies. We have to show up at, at normal events, at barbecues, and and not That's just pride parades, but like next, everywhere. <laughs> the next question: uh, the DC gay community, LGBT community, have they been responsive to you, or do they freak out when they see you, or do they applaud your actions, or did they, what kind of reactions do you get? Overall, it's been positive. Um, they uh, overall the the DC um, the the queer community in DC knows who we are and knows what we are, and so we and we regularly, if I may plug for a second, we regularly host um, every week Monday night at, at uh, the Green Lantern. We we host karaoke, and it's our weekly fundraiser. And we have a small local um, you know community serving organization for whom we raise funds. Mm-hmm. Um, we regularly one of our novices is doing. Um, her project is to wear a veil of shame where we go out in, and it's called bar, bar fellowship or bar mm-hmm. ministry. We go out into the community 
um, and get and chat with people and get to know them and talk to them. And um, this her novice project is to offer them a veil of shame where someone can where people can write down awful things that have been said to oh, them. Oh wow! So they could, and then when yeah. it's filled, we're going to burn it in effigy and hopefully release all of that negative energy. It's a it's it's a really cool project that she's doing, and I think that Im- really embodies like the kind of work that we do when we're in the community. So yeah, people know who we are. Um, I, I think we're overall w- welcomed in the in the community. I've I've never run into anyone who's like, oh God, sisters. Like, no, I mean wh- the the bar ministry is an important part of our service, absolutely. and and it's it's one of the most fun. No, nothing's more fun than you know. Um, walking down the sidewalk, you know, <laughs> and, and um, attracting a crowd, and and it, it takes forever to get to move ten feet, but it, yeah, because people it's, are asking, it's questions. crazy, you know, and um, not only the gay community, you know, as if there is sort of you know any kind of core of community, but um, but the gay and straight and everybody, you know, they they love seeing us out, and um, we we always get a lot of attention, a lot of curiosity, and. And pictures, 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 pictures. Mm-hmm. So we love doing that. We, we, we try to go to all the bars. We go to the leather bars. We go to, um, you know, different types of communities that, that we can find. And if we haven't been there, we, you know, we need to. And so we're doing our best to, 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 to show up, to show up where there are people that are a little bit outside of our, um, our normal group, yeah. uh, different ages, different ethnicities. And, and that's where we need to be. And that's where we need to. Um, you know, if we're not there, then you know maybe they need our our help, our service, our our hugs, um, and and our love. So, um, yeah. So, if someone wanted to join the order, how can they contact you? DCSisters.org. That's simple. <laughs> DCSisters.org. Awesome. Yeah, we, we have open meetings every month. Our meetings are open to the public. They're usually uh, at a public place like the Shaw Library in DC. Um, so we advertise that on our website and um, the public can come it's you know you can also come to our events um, uh, not only do we have the, the weekly karaoke we have monthly bingo which I'm very proud of um, establishing in this town that's a, a novice project. it's, it's yeah. a it's <laughs> a um, community style bingo that's um, for charity so we, we raise a lot of funds for local LGBTQ group uh, LGBTQ mm-hmm. organizations and also, we do um, community events that are not outside of, that are outside of the typical bar ministry. We do a monthly uh, uh, sort of storybook time. You know, not drag queen story time because that's a different group. But we do sister story time at East uh, East City Books over in Capitol Hill. So that and that's kids all ages and face painting. And I love so that. So you event. you actually go? Yeah. Do, there's been that big controversy of drag queens going to do story time at libraries but you've been doing that mm-hmm. for years already. no 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 not for oh. years we we just started doing it the earlier i think maybe last year we started doing it. it's recent okay um but it's been very well received and it's fun because so in, I, I have a little boy mm-hmm. um and so i can't always go out to bar ministry anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm an old lady um but it it gives an opportunity again to like start getting the kids normalized to it start getting the families normalized to it you know it's not fire and brimstone it's it's you know one of our members is a librarian and then they love books and that's how they want to share and promulgate joy into the community 
So it's it, we try to reach out, like Chiki was saying, we try to involve ourselves as much as we can in any community where we think we can do some good. I would talk about PFLAG. Oh, and PFLAG. Oh, yes. And um, So you get to network yeah. and promote other organizations. Absolutely. I want to thank you all for the work that you do in the community. It means a lot that all of us, in our own special way, is trying to help the movement go forward. And you found a wonderful niche of expressing joy and love in a positive way positivity out mm-hmm. there and the best way to do it in painted garb <laughs> attract right. all the attention so I want to thank you for that and thank you for giving us the opportunity to, to be able to, to share with you what, what we do thank you sister Vajine and sister Chiquitita when's the next event when's the next event Tonight, Tonight. <laughs> I'm, you're actually I'm running late. I, yeah, We've right. been here to go do uh, our weekly um, karaoke night, and then we are we are actually going to be present at the uh, the, the, the March for Trans Rights, September 28th, coming That's up right. at the and, National Mall. Um, we have oh boy, come oh, we have a lavender mass October 6th. That's right, lavender mass October. We have a very active social calendar that I can, and I'm embarrassed to say I can't remember all of it, but, but find us on Facebook and dcsisters.org. That's right. Thank you so much for being on the show. Muy gracias.